You're listening to a sermon preached at Cross and Crown in Melbourne. We believe that God speaks through the Bible and he calls us to preach the word in season and out of season. We pray that as you listen, you'll be strengthened to know, love and live for Jesus. I, I look, I, I just want to end by um, casting our vision forward, or if anything, reminding us of why we're here. Reminding us of why we're here. So this is a talk in one sense, a short one. Apparently, if you call a TEDx talk, it suddenly gives it legitimacy. So this is a TEDx talk uh, about um, just where we're headed as a church and to remind us of what we're here about. Uh, some of you will know Cassie Yam is our treasurer here at church. She is probably somewhere here. She's on my back right now because I have three months of annual leave stored up. Uh, and I need to take it and drain it down. Uh, and I did. Uh, some of you will know uh, that earlier this year I was in Singapore. Um, there's a lovely family that's adopted me in, and so I went for a wedding over there, which is nice. And, and unfortunately, when I was on my holiday, a photo of me leaked uh, on a yacht. So Chuck's going to show that photo. That was a very unfortunate <laughs> photo. Uh, what was even worse was that it was the cousin of this family who uploaded it, and he's getting just all these random comments from people in Australia wondering, who is this person? Um, in my defence, though, I wasn't the only person on a yacht as well. There were others. Um, it was a great day, can I say. Like, it was a wonderful day. We, we, we got on this yacht at Sentosa Cove where uh, Kong Hee has a HDB flat over there. Oh, he wouldn't have an HDB flat. He has a uh, prosperity preacher, has this big condo over there. So uh, I don't know him, and nor am I a prosperity preacher. Um, but but we, we set sail on this yacht out to sea. That will disappear in a moment, don't worry. Um, and, and the, 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 the captain found this place where he wanted to go, and he, we, he found this lovely part out in a cove and, and lowered his anchor there. And it was important for him to lower the anchor, because what would happen if he didn't? We'd just drift. We'd just, it was a lovely afternoon, the ideal spot, exactly where we wanted to be, held there by an anchor. And if the anchor wasn't down, we would have been taken out all the way to Malaysia, right? And, and unless we anchored in the right spot, it, the ties would have just taken us away. And as I was thinking about that, despite the fact that I lost my annual leave, as a church, we've been going for four years now. We launched on the 10th of February, 2019. You might remember it. We launched with a vision to see people from every tribe worship Christ as king. But over time, what you can expect with any church is vision drift, where we forget why we exist and we let the tides of culture steer us off course. And I can tell you, I'm not a prophet, nor the son of one, but I can tell you, if we let us drift, where we'll go? We'll go to a distant land called comfortable Christianity, and it's not so distant. It's a place where church begins to exist for the insider's comfort rather than the outsider's salvation where we become a cruise ship for the saints rather than a lifeboat for the world. Where church community becomes more about knowing one another rather than us together knowing Christ. And the telltale sign of a, of a church or a Christian or a heart that has gone down and entered those dangerous waters of comfortable Christianity is we don't we know we should like growth. We know we should like seeing people come to faith in the Lord Jesus. But part of us doesn't like it. 
because it upsets our settled relationships. We'd much rather close the gates of the kingdom and, as Derek said, you know, hide our light and go, this is just for us. And when church becomes that, we, we begin to do church on our terms, not God's terms. We, we, we come late, or not at all. We give it up for a better offer of a road trip, a, a, a nice meal, a sleep in. We, but we, friends, I want to say as a church, we didn't plan for that reason. We do not exist for these lesser things. We exist for a greater mission. And here's the risk. If we do not put our anchor down in the right place as a church, we will risk drifting into the dangerous waters of comfortable Christianity, which will save and sanctify absolutely no one. What we need to do today, what we need to do this year, is to place our anchor exactly where we placed it four years ago. In that vision as Chuck will show us, of every tribe worshipping Christ as king, which he showed you before, and he'll show you again. Derek was right. He said, you know, Melbourne's on track to be the biggest city in Australia. Growth, and a lot of that growth is actually coming from migration. And what we saw in Ephesians 3 is that Jesus is for everyone. He's not just for one group of people. No matter what tribe you're from, no matter what background you're from, no matter your ethnicity, no matter your culture, Jesus is for all of us. Which is why as a church our mission remains unchanged. We want people from every nation to know, love and live for Jesus. Because he's worthy and he's worth it. But if you didn't realize, it's not easy. If you've been here from the very beginning of church, it hasn't been easy. It's been hard work. There's all these random people at church who we don't know. And yet we come to love. But it does mean that we have to take up our cross. It means heeding the Great Commission. It means making disciples of every nation. And for us as a church, as we've been thinking about these things, it means being committed to this this vision of planting a network of of cross-cultural, preaching-driven, deep discipleship churches right across our city that are reaching the nations for Christ. A network of cross-cultural, preaching-driven, deep discipleship churches right across our city that are reaching the nations for Christ. When we first started talking about this, I remember Jevin telling me, he goes, that's a crazy idea, but it's worth it. And I think we need to think very deeply about where God wants us to lower our anchor. Why we exist as a church, it's exactly what Danny said before. You're thinking about joining a church with us or somewhere else. What is the purpose of the church? And we just heard in Ephesians 3, to be that microcosm of God's glory displayed to the world. If you look around right now, this hall seats 225 chairs. In church planting language, 90% generally is full because we all like to put a handbag or a backpack on the seat next to us, right? We're full. Do we put up the sign and say, we're full, I'm sorry, go home? Or instead, do we think about who else we might reach with the gospel? Doesn't it break your heart that someone could walk in here and go, there's not enough space, so I just need to be like Hung and stand at the back right there. <laughs> We'd love him to have a seat. There are seats here, it's okay. But, but, but it's heartbreaking, isn't it? That, that if, the, if the church really is the microcosm of God's glory and the prism of his, his gospel to the world, that we would say, I'm sorry, no space. 
it ought to break our hearts. Which is why I want to say next year in 2024, our hope is to plant an afternoon congregation in another suburb. An afternoon congregation in another suburb. Now, some of you will go, oh, thank God. I get my empty seat back. My backpack can go there. I can stay away from people. Oh, it'll be lovely. And you might think, oh, there are kids coming. We want room for them. That's true as well. Those things are true. But in many ways, we are driven by what drove us at the very, at the very first place, four years ago, to reach our world, to know, love, and live for Jesus. I know some of us feel uncomfortable with the idea of church growth. You don't want to chase growth. But just listen to what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 1.19. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. It's kind of uncomfortable how, how ambitious Paul is to see more people come to faith in Jesus. He was willing to do whatever it takes so that more people might be saved. Why do we want to plant a new congregation in a new suburb in the afternoon? Not just so some of you guys can sleep in and come then. Though I'm sure some of you will. We want to see the gospel go out. We want to see Jesus lifted high. We want to grow not simply by people moving from one church to another, though if that's you, welcome, we love you. We want to grow by seeing people move from one kingdom to another. It would be amazing. Now you might say, Adam, if we're so convicted about these things, why don't we just do it now? Christians here, we can do anything now, right? <laughs> I can go and leave and draw down my annual leave balance, right? Like, no, well, why can't we just do it now? Well, we can't just be a church that seeks to be evangelistic and multiplying. We need to be a church that is healthy and strong. We need to be a church that is healthy and strong. Just imagine if we didn't set our anchor in the right place. We, we drifted out to the dangerous waters of wherever it might be. Then we send a life raft out of people to plant another congregation, and then both of them go down. That would be unhealthy. Now, we, we want to take 2023 to continue to reach more people with the gospel, but actually to grow healthy and strong here, so that we might be in a position to reach out next year. What does that look like? I can tell you I'm going to go over time, but don't worry, I will cut it short. What does it look like? What does it look like to build a healthy church that can multiply? What do we want our church to be in 2023 so that we can multiply in 2024? Here's my goal, and I want to share it with you, and I want to invite you, all of us who call Cross and Crown home, or Lord willing, who will call Cross and Crown home, to, to, to join us in this goal this year. See, we want to raise up 160 committed members who are gathering weekly, giving generously, serving actively, and discipling deeply. Think about each one of those things. 160 committed members who are gathering weekly, giving generously, serving actively and discipling deeply. We, we want to be a church where all of us are committed in love to one another. It, it doesn't mean being a church where everyone knows everyone's name and we all hang out and wear the same matching t-shirts and ride tandem bikes together with 160 people on it. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about being united and committed to the same mission, the same vision of seeing people from every tribe worshipping Christ as King. And as we think about starting this afternoon congregation in another suburb, we don't just want that to be something that I care about, or the leaders care about, or the elders care about. We want that to be a goal that all of us care about, that all of us are committed to. Whether we go, whether we stay, we are committed to seeing the gospel go out. And to do that, we need to be healthy. 
We need to be strong. So let me ask four questions as you search your own heart in the honesty of your own heart. Are you gathering weekly here and in your BLT small group? Are you gathering weekly? Secondly, are you giving generously? Churches hate talking about money, but let me put it this way. The greatest tragedy that we will confront, for me, as I think about it, is we come to 2024, want to plant this afternoon congregation, but we don't have money. And that would be awful. That, that, we would ever be, that we would ever be a church that would allow actually material resources to get in the way of gospel growth. Are you gathering weekly? Are you giving generously? Are you serving actively? We've got so many opportunities to serve the body here at Cross and Crown. Through our ministry teams, we've got a Christ team. I can tell you we need more people to serve in a whole range of ways. And when you think about it, when it comes to send out that afternoon congregation, we're going to need people to go. And we're going to need people to step up. And maybe this is the year, Lord willing, where we put up our hand not only to serve, but to lead. To, to be brave in how we might care for God's people. And finally, are you discipling deeply? People ask me, uh, what's the thing at Crossing Crown that I should really know? And it's really hard to pick one thing. But let me tell you one thing that I really care about, right? When we, there was a time in our church life where, believe it or not, every single person in our church was in a one-to-one -one Bible reading relationship with someone. We did the stats, and then people, there were more people came, which was wonderful, and we love having you. But wouldn't it be even better to see all of us actually reading the Bible with someone else in pairs or in triplets? Going deep in the Word with one another, not just to understand the Word, but to be transformed by the Word, to speak the truth of the Gospel into each other's hearts and lives. You see, what was true of Danny when she said, actually, I was a bit skeptical about it, but when I went there, what was I missing my whole life? I can tell you, for me, every Thursday fortnight, it's the highlight of my fortnight. Catch up with one of the brothers here at church, we grab dinner somewhere, we're reading Malachi, drive them back to Yarraman Station. Who even knew that was a station, right? Like, but it's great. It's, it's, it's the best part of it. And as a staff team, we want, our, we want all our pastors and all of our leaders in those deep discipling relationships. You see, if we're doing those four things, gathering weekly, giving generously, serving actively, and discipling deeply, imagine the impact that would have. Let me end with this. Here's the best part about it. Look around. We're all actually already here. It takes a net zero increase in the number of people who come to this church to achieve that. There are about 200 people in this hall right now. 160 might seem modest. But imagine if everyone here were doing that with each other. Imagine if we were committed to one another, so committed to one another that we were doing these things. It would be amazing. See, friends, if we do that, we are putting down our anchor where it ought to be. We are guarding against the drift but even more than that, we are ensuring that as a church we are strong and healthy so that we might multiply, that we might make disciples, we might fulfill God's great commission, we might see the gospel go out. So let me ask you, if you're part of our church, you call Cross and Crown home, what do you need to commit to doing this year to see that vision become a reality? If you're not part of our church family, open invite. We'd love you to join us. So that under God, by His Spirit's strength, we can do it. Not for us, 
so that the glory of God, which shines through the church, might be magnified to the world. Wouldn't that be amazing? I'm going to pray, and then we're going to close by singing a banger of a song. Um, God, we do ask uh, this day that as we refocus and regather around, not our vision, but yours, that you might set our hearts on fire, that our hearts might burn for the Lord, that our hearts might break for the lost, and that together we might commit ourselves to these things so that our church at Crossing Crown might be healthy and strong, not for our own sake, but so that many more people might come to faith in the Lord Jesus. And God, these things are not easy. These things are hard. We are broken sinners, and gathering many broken sinners means a lot of sin and a lot of brokenness. So motivate us, strengthen us, God, by your Spirit, as we look to that final day on which all your saints will feast with you together and worship your Son around his throne. Amen.